Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is Colleen O'Grady, and this is our second episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. Today, uh, you're going to learn how I define power in parenting and why moms who feel powerless end up using force, which is the counterfeit for true power, and it's destructive to your teen and your relationship. And finally, what are the many facets of this power in parenting? Let me tell you about Sharon. Sharon came to see me in my private practice because she had had a horrible night the week before. Her daughter, who's 17, had recently broken up with her boyfriend. Um, This night, it seemed like things were going pretty well. Her daughter was watching something on TV. She heard her daughter laughing in the next room. But it seemed like out of the blue, her daughter started screaming, and she saw her, in the corner of her eye, her iPhone fly across the room. And the mother went to see what was going on, and the daughter took the iPhone and threw it down even harder onto the floor, and the glass shattered. Um, The mother tried to get the phone, and the daughter was, was screaming, I hate this phone, I hate this phone. Mom found out that on Instagram that her daughter had seen pictures of her old boyfriend with a new girlfriend. So the daughter is like, I hate this phone. I don't want it. You can take it. I don't ever want to see this phone again. So mom took the phone into her room um, just so that the daughter wouldn't destroy it and give her time to calm down. But when mom came out of her room, the daughter was gone. The daughter had taken the car keys and had left. It's Friday night. It's 11 p.m., And mom has no idea where she is and and can't get a hold of her because now mom has the phone in her room. Now, if you're a mom, you know what a nightmare that is. I mean, your daughter is really fragile. She's really upset. And you have no idea where she is and you can't get in touch with her. So mom was just praying her heart out. She talked to her husband, and they said, well, hopefully she'll be home by her curfew. Well, 12 went by, and now it's 1 a.m., and they heard nothing. And mom would just look at her cell phone, hoping that her daughter would call her. Now it's 2, so they're starting to panic So the dad started um, driving around the neighborhood, going to her different friends' houses. Mom started trying to text some of her friends to see if they knew where she was, and no one knew where her daughter was. Well, this went in on all night long. And finally, thank God, her daughter came in at 5 a.m., completely drunk, and had been crying, and was a complete mess. 
So the mom told me that she gave her daughter a big hug and then she just lost it. She said she just started screaming at her like, do you know what you put us through? Do you know that you could have been killed? Why didn't you call us? Why didn't you come back? So as the mom was sitting there telling me that story, she felt completely powerless. And she said, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. This mom felt completely powerless in her parenting. Which brings me to one of the biggest reasons why moms feel powerless in their parenting is because of fear. Fear is probably the number one reason why so many moms feel powerless. There is no shortage of things for moms to be afraid of. All the teenage issues that we're bombarded with in the media and just the stories that we hear about our own kids from teenage pregnancies to drunk driving to drugs to abuse on the internet, sexting, eating disorders, addiction. Everything feels like a threat. If your daughter is 13 and she looks like she's 21, then every guy that walks past your daughter is a threat. You worry about her safety and you worry about her future. Every time you see her forget an assignment, act like she doesn't care about her grades, when she fails a test, you worry, is she going to be successful? Is she going to make it into college? Will she turn out okay? And when she has a big drama fit, you worry if she's going to turn into some psycho in the future. So there is no shortage of things for moms to worry about. And then if she makes mistakes and she's having little drama fits, you just worry that you're doing a terrible job as a mom and you feel like a failure. But one of the biggest things that moms really fear, and especially with their daughters, is that they are going to lose their connection with their teen. You already feel like you've lost that sweet little girl, and now you feel like you've completely lost that relationship. See, fear can be so big in our life that it leaves us paralyzed and powerless to take effective action. Another reason moms feel powerless is it feels like we're losing control. As our teens grow more independent and autonomous, we have to let go of the reins a little bit. I would love to still be able to dress my daughter in cute little frilly dresses, but those days are long gone. We can't control if they're paying attention in school. We can't control when they're driving in cars when we're not in the car, how they treat other people, how they talk to their friends, how they talk to us, how they talk to their teachers. So many things feel completely out of our control. And here are some things that really drives moms nuts is we try to reason with them, and we are giving them our best logic, and they are just completely unreasonable. They have their own ideas and values, and they don't always agree with us. And then when we try to talk to them, they blow us off, they won't talk, they give us one-word answers, or they just go in their rooms and hide out. When moms have these kind of interactions day after day after day, 
they are left feeling powerless. When moms feel powerless, they are vulnerable to mother shame. See, after you have tried your hardest and you feel like you can't control how your daughter acts or behaves or what she does or how she treats you or how she's performing in school, you just, you feel like a failure. And I don't care how successful you are in other parts of your life. Nothing can bring you to your knees like a defiant teen. And here's the deal. When you feel powerless, you are vulnerable to using force instead of true power. And what do I mean by force? Well, it's exerting dominance over another. And see, you've fallen into a battle mentality with your daughter. And someone is going to be a loser. And you don't want it to be you. You want to take that person down. You want to put them in their place. You want to want them to feel the pain that they've put you in. You want them to get it. But here's the thing, force, when you use force, you lose perspective of what's really important because you've lost control over yourself. You know, I know this one. I was a big expert on teenagers, and then my daughter turned 12. And I had no idea how easy it was to lose it when you're standing in front of a defiant little teen. Because you want to put them in their place. You have, you, they're not going to talk to you that way. They're not going to act that way. And you're so tempted to use force. But it just doesn't work. If you lose it, guess what? She loses it. If you get careless with your words, guess what? She's going to get careless with her words. So we think that if we escalate it, if we yell, then she's going to be put in her place. But she's just going to rise up. And you have just escalated the drama to a whole new level. You lose your temper, she loses her temper. You raise your voice, she raises her voice. You stomp on the ground, she throws something across the room. Because this escalation feels so terrible, and because she won't back down, instead she keeps amping it up, you start to pull out the big guns. And before you know it, you're saying all kind of things that you would never really want to say to your daughter. You start using all these shaming tactics, and you start labeling her. And you start making these negative predictions. And you think that's really going to motivate her. Like, you know, if you don't get it together, you're not getting into college. If you act this way, who in the heck would want to marry you? Now, I mean, this is kind of funny. But it's not because it actually does the exact opposite of what you think. Instead of her being motivated, she feels disillusioned. And she is really angry at you because she feels betrayed. Then you might pull out a big threat. If you keep doing this, you are never going to see the light of day. You are going to never drive that car. You are never going to go out again. And again, does that work? Does that scare her into behaving? No. She just hates you. So it not only damages your teen and her soul, but it's going to damage the relationship. Force does not motivate your daughter to be a better person. Force will not stop her behavior. Force will hurt your relationship with her, and force will hurt her self-esteem. The only lesson that force is going to teach your daughter is how to lose control and use force herself. Using force leaves you feeling powerless, 
because it doesn't work, it doesn't instruct, it doesn't help your daughter in any way. Okay, it's time to get into the good stuff. So if we're not using force, are we going to just let our kids do whatever they want? No. There is a power that you can tap into. This, I want to tell you about the power in parenting. There is an authentic, deep, strong power that heals, instructs, protects your teen and your relationship. This power has many facets to it. So one of the first facets, it's the power of your whole person. See, what happens is so often moms become more like mother machines. We neglect the vital parts of us, so we don't take care of ourselves. We put ourselves last on the list, and we never get our needs met. So we end up exhausted and in kind of overwhelm, and we are tired. And so when we are tired and exhausted, we are really going to be vulnerable to losing it and reacting. And we're not having much fun. So if we have like an entitled teenager who, you know, gets to do all these great fun things and we're working all the time, it will just take one little sassy remark and we are going to blow a gasket. See, when you take care of your whole wonderful self and you feel like yourself, your daughter's going to notice that. And you are going to become the model your daughter aspires to become. See, we need to make adulthood look attractive. So if we're exhausted, we are not painting a very pretty picture of adulthood. So another facet of our power is the power of our energy. See, it takes a lot of energy to protect, guide, and nurture your daughter. So I have a question for you. Like, when was the last time you really felt good, that you just, like, had that, man, I have this I-feel-good energy? You just woke up, and you're saying, I am so excited about this day. You know, unfortunately, it's rare for, for moms during the teenage years to feel that way. We're exhausted. So what happens is we pour out all this good stuff to our kids, and then we don't fill it back up. And see, we're not going to be just empty. All our good energy kind of morphs into the dark zone, and the good energy becomes more neg- negative, like we become resentful, we become bitter, we become angry. And so we pour what's inside of us. We pour out what's inside of us. So instead of people getting good motherly things of joy and patience and kindness, they get our our anger, our cynicism, our resentment. So when you become intentional and you put things in your life that pours back that good energy, then you have more to pour back into your family. So you have this power of your I feel good energy. There's also the power of your clarity. The opposite of that would be what I call mother fog. Because if we're exhausted and we're overwhelmed and we're bitter and we're angry and we feel powerless and we're in fear and worry, we are in a fog. And here's the problem is that your daughter is clear. Your daughter's clear about what she wants. She may not be clear about what her homework assignment is, but she's clear about the party that she wants to go to. So if you're in a fog and she's clear, guess who wins? 
Clarity trumps fog every time. So when you're clear, you can avoid tons of drama because you're clear. You anticipate things coming. You know what you believe. And see, your daughter's going to push you. She's going to make you feel like the, the sky is green and not blue. She's very good because she wants what she wants. When you are clear, you know how to handle a situation. You know what the consequences are going to be. You know how you feel about something. You know what the boundaries are. So you can eliminate a ton of the drama. Another facet of power is the power of information. There is so much exciting research around the teenage brain. And why it's exciting is because you see, especially for moms, that it's not personal. I like to say that teenagers are a triple threat for drama with their undeveloped prefrontal cortex, their hormonal surges, and their concrete thinking. And a lot of the problems that we have with teenagers are really about the undeveloped prefrontal cortex because what we see is that they tend to take risks. Some people say that they have the accelerator without the brakes of the prefrontal cortex. They don't consider cause and effect. They don't see the big picture, so they tend to be really impulsive. The um, emotional mood swings are all connected to the prefrontal cortex being undeveloped. Knowing where a teenager is developmentally helps you create a proactive parenting strategy. So instead of reacting with force to a teenager, you can be proactive and avoid major drama episodes. Much of what I'm talking about today, I talk about in depth in my Power Your Parenting program, which is a seven-week program where you hear from me every single day. And I take some of these principles and I break them down into really practical steps and information that you can apply right away to your situations with your teens. And my, um, we have these group calls, and my moms really love this. Because, see, when you can avoid the drama, then you can start to build your relationship back with your teen. And what I've seen over and over with the moms who've taken my program is they really had given up on ever having a good relationship with their teenage son or daughter. And by the end of the program, actually within, the, within maybe four or five weeks, their relationship with their teen completely changed. And that's because of this next facet, which is the power of love. See, if there's a lot of drama if we're honest as moms, we love our kids, but we don't really like them. And why would we? Because they completely drain us. And if we feel that their mistakes are a reflection of us, then we tend to um, resent them because they make us feel bad about ourselves. Part of the power of love is, is believing the best about your daughter and encouraging her and knowing that mistakes are part of the journey, that you don't label her and you don't threaten her because she is a work in progress and you're going to believe in her for the rest of her life. Another aspect of power is the power of time, but especially downtime. 
And that is the non-stressful time. That is hanging out where you're not up to anything except really being with your daughter and enjoying her. See, so many women and a lot of women in my program feel like 24-hour monitors where you're pushing your kids to get up, to go to bed, get ready, do your homework, come home on time. And I mean, how would you like it if your best friend treated you that way? So the downtime really gives you a little experience of just enjoying your teen. Might be watching a YouTube video, playing with a dog, but you're up to nothing except being present to your daughter or son. And this is the gold because in this time, this is a time that your daughter or son is going to open up to you and tell you what's going on during the day. This is pure gold. And don't worry, it won't take forever. They have a short attention span. It may be inconvenient for you, but it's really worth it because you have a positive experience and it really helps your like factor. The last facet is the power of strategy. See, too often moms are reacting to their lives. As one of my clients said, I feel like everyone else is driving my life but me. So when you have a strategy, and I I talk about this in my program, is it's a strategy for your life, for feeling your best, and it's also a strategy for your teen. And so you have a proactive parenting strategy for your teen and a strategy for you to feel your best. So because you are the parenting tool, your whole person, so you get to take care of yourself. A parenting strategy includes you. It's about you having energy. It's about you having clarity, having the information, building that relationship, having a strategy to avoid the drama, creating a positive home environment, being in the right school and activities and having the right people in your teen's life, having positive and encouraging instructors and coaches. What holds all these facets together is the power of faith. However you describe it, I call it God. Some call it higher power, universe, but it's something bigger than you. It's not all on your shoulders. You have community, and you can put all your concerns and struggles and prayers and worries in God's hands. And knowing that something bigger than you holds your daughter and son and has a plan and purpose and a destiny for them. See, it's the power of faith is going to get you through those hard times with your son and daughter. And here's the deal. There's no such thing as the perfect mom or the perfect teen. For one, that's impossible developmentally for the teenager, and that's why they're living at home. But it's also true for us. See, your power is not in being perfect. The power is in all those facets that I just described. And when you start pursuing this power in parenting, what you find is you're going to start enjoying your son and daughter more and more. And you can really enjoy them every single day. Yes, there's going to be the tense times because you are the parent, but you really can actually just like them. Now, it's about forgiving yourself. It's about forgiving your daughter. And the most important thing is believing the best about your son and daughter and who they truly are and always holding that vision for them. 
And it's also believing the best about yourself because none of us are finished and each day is a new day. Well, I have a gift for you. You can go to www.poweryourparenting. And why don't you get my free ebook, The Seven Ways to Help Your Relationship with Your Teen and Yourself. I would love you to have that. Again, it's www.poweryourparenting.com. Thank you so much for listening today, and I can't wait to talk to you again. All right. Have a wonderful week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.